Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shibley, President of the Anglican Internet Church. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based upon the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year on prayer book pages X to XLI, primarily using the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeat reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include a reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the text of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer is derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version, or KJV, was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, The Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the people of England who had heard it read in services for over 70 years that the prayer book's editors decided to retain the Coverdale text for the Psalter only and substitute the King James Version text for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit my Father Ron's blog page on this AIC website, in which I have posted for this podcast an illumination of Psalm 93 from the Stuttgart Psalter, which is featured in our AIC bookstore publication, the Prayer Book Psalter Picture Book Edition. Readers should keep in mind the difference in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the Prayer Book Version. In the Vulgate Version, based on Jerome's 4th century translation, Psalms 8 and 9 are a single psalm, which has the effect of making all the psalms from Psalm 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, Psalms 93 and 111 in today's reading are Psalm 92 and Psalm 110 in the Vulgate. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between these two systems by putting the opening words of each psalm in Latin into the prayer book. For more on the Easter season, see the AIC seasonal video series Easter from Resurrection to Ascension, including its history, the origin and meaning of the name, its place on the church calendar. The series is presented in three episodes each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm reading appointed for Easter Day is Psalm 93 paired with Psalm 111. Psalm 93 with only six verses is attributed to King David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are Dominus Regnavit. The Lord is king, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. 
Ever since the world began, hath thy seat been prepared, thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord, the floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord, who dwelleth on high, is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. In the Christological interpretation, verses 1, 2, and 3 of Psalm 93 are prophecies which are fulfilled in the Incarnation. Verse 3 is further understood as proof that the Lord's plan had been in place from the beginning of creation. In other words, ever since the world began, thy seat has been prepared. These verses can also be read as foretelling the planting of the church by the descent of the Holy Spirit, which is celebrated in the church on Whitsunday Pentecost. The descent of the Spirit is discussed in Chapter 2 of the AIC Bookstore publication, The Acts of the Apostles Annotated and Illustrated, and in Episode 1 of the AIC video series, Trinity Tide, The Teaching Season. It is presented in nine episodes, accessible through links on the digital library page with links to the podcast version on the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The reference in verse 2 to a world that cannot be moved appears in five other psalms, Psalm 18.8, 82.5, 89.12, and 102.25, plus 119.90, and in many other Old Testament and New Testament verses. A similar statement is found in Psalm 111, verse 8, part of the second psalm reading for Easter Day. Psalm 93 is also read, paired with Psalm 98, for six Sunday after Epiphany. The second psalm reading for Easter Day, Psalm 111, is another short psalm with only ten verses and is traditionally credited to King David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are confitibor tibi. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord has so done his marvelous works that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do thereafter. His praise endureth forever. In some translations of the Psalter, Psalm 111 is considered an Alleluia song, meaning a psalm that begins or ends with praise the Lord or praise ye the Lord. 
While the KJV and the NKJV texts use these words, the 1928 Book of Common Prayer translation prints them as give thanks unto the Lord. Among the consistent themes especially demonstrated in verses 2, 3, and 4 is the obligation owed by the people to the Lord for his works, for his faithfulness, meaning both generally and specifically for his commandments, and in verses 5, 7, and 9, for the covenant made with Abraham and renewed to his descendants. The words heritage of the heathen in verse 6 refer to the inheritance promised initially to Abraham and renewed to Isaac and Jacob. A variation of, quote, holy and reverend is his name, unquote, in verse 9, is repeated in Luke 1, verse 49, part of Mary's song, the Magnificat, which you'll find in Luke 1, 46 to 55. The psalmist remarked in verse 8a that the commandments, quote, stand fast forever and ever, unquote, is echoed in the words of Jesus for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot and tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until all is fulfilled. That's Matthew 5:18. He sent redemption unto his people. In verse 9a is considered a prophecy of the incarnation. The closing verse repeats a wisdom theme from Proverbs 1:17, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Or in Ecclesiasticus 12.13, fear God and keep his commandments. And in Job 28.28, behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Here, fear means a combination of awe and reverence with the understanding that God's threats to the heathen are real. The theme is continued into the first verse of Psalm 112. Psalm 111 is also read and paired with Psalm 16 on sixth Sunday after Epiphany. For more on the theological meaning of fear of the Lord, which is expressed in several verses in Psalm 111, see the Fear of the Lord entry in our bookstore publication, Layman's Lexicon, and in shorter form in the fear entry in our publication, The Beliefs of the Anglican Church. The first lesson for Easter Day is Isaiah 25, 1-9, a song of praise to the Lord which ends with a prophecy fulfilled in the resurrection. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The second lesson is Matthew 5, 27 to 37, St. Matthew's record of Jesus' homily on adultery, divorce, and the swearing of oaths. Isaiah is the subject of Part 2, Chapter 1 in our bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. The reading from Matthew 5 is discussed in Chapter 5 in our bookstore publication, The Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated. The closing prayer for the first collect for is the first collect for Easter Day, adapted 
for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer by Archbishop Cranmer from the Gelasian and Gregorian sacramentaries as they were used in the Sarum Rite in England. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, hast overcome death and openeth unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our mind good desires, so by continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.